All right, we're back. Episode 31. 31. We're getting up there. Who we got today? We're crushing it. Oh, today Ooh. we have a new visitor on the podcast. Why don't you introduce yourself? Hi. <laughs> This is Steve. <laughs> don't be awkward. Don't be awkward. Yeah. This Wait. is Steve. Steve is uh, has just recently graduated our internship program and uh, was offered a part-time coaching job here. Yeah. So you're a member of the staff. Sure am. Yeah. Cool. I'm really pumped to be here. Awesome. So this is your first time on the podcast. Yeah. Ooh. I'm a little nervous. So if I uh, stutter, this is what I do. Awesome. He's, he's drinking to forget the nerves. This is coffee. coffee. <laughs> I promise. So what uh, what are we gonna go over today? Episode thirty one, talking about the health circle. The health circle. Yes. So what is a circle of health. We believe that uh, exercise and nutrition all live inside this circle of things that we do um, for overall health, mm -hmm. right? The other big components would be sleep and stress management. We can go down little different rabbit holes with all of these, right? And there may be other things that play factors into, you know, the health circle. Yes, you know, what are your genetics and uh, your environmental factors? These sorts of things do play a part, but we're trying to look at the things that we can control, mm -hmm. right? We've, we talked about this before. We focus on the things that we can control and we do our best uh, with the things that we can't. Right? So we're taking a little more, I guess, holistic look at health. Yeah. Kind of overall, what are all these different um, avenues, or I guess we'll call them pillars or slices of the circle, whatever you want to say, um, towards an overall health um, focus. Yes. So we're going to break it down into four categories, four slices, four pillars, whatever yep. you want to call them. First one, let's talk about exercise. Obviously, pretty big pillar of health. That's the one I would say most people think about when they think, I need to get healthier. Yep. I need to exercise. Yeah. That would be the first thing that we go to. And we've done, we've given a lot of information on exercise. Our prescription is, is, is the CrossFit prescription, right? Constantly varied functional movements performed at relatively high intensity. You should be doing these things five to six days a week while also getting outside and playing other sports, right? Mm -hmm. We wanna move large loads, long distances um, across broad time and modal domains. And then we wanna do that over a lifetime. And now we have a picture of your health. Yep. This is the exercise component. Exercise definitely plays a piece of it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It, it, it is a slice of the pie, mm -hmm. without a question. One of the things that we get into is we spend most of our focus there, right? Especially a lot of us who uh, haven't exercised kind of regularly in the past. When mm -hmm. we start doing it, we're like, oh man, I, this is the one thing I got to focus on. I got to get in an hour a day or two hours a day, and I'm going to do this every single day. And this is what's going to get me more healthy. Yeah. Right? I was very much of that mindset. Um, you know, you, you work out super hard, then you can eat whatever you want and sleep doesn't matter. And this doesn't matter. As long as you're working out, then you're going to be healthy and fit and just not the case. Sure. Not the case. So exercise, definitely a pillar. Um, that's the one that we should spend the least amount of time talking about. Sure. Cause most people get that. We do CrossFit. You got to exercise yeah. to be healthy. We prefer the CrossFit methodology. We believe that it's the best way, it's the best medium towards this thing called fitness. Yep. Cool. Pillar one, done. Exercise. Steve, what is pillar two? Pillar two is nutrition. Boom. Awesome. Uh, again, with nutrition, we have this one pretty simple prescription when it comes to that, right? Eat real food, mostly plants, not too much. You cool. got it. Perfect. 
Nutrition's uh, another one I would say is pretty common knowledge to people as far as when you think about, okay, got to get healthy, going to start exercising. You get into the habit of exercising, now it's, okay, I got to eat better. Yes, you do, yep. <laughs> especially Absolutely. in our society. It's huge. Um, and that's usually the next step. After you start exercising, now let's start looking at nutrition. Yep. So really good place to uh, have the second pillar. Yeah, and that real food, right? Something that was once alive, if it ran, swam, grew, or flew, consume it. Yep. Um, make sure that, you know, the ingredients on the back, a, a third grader could pronounce. Not too much, looks like not snacking, right? Um, making sure that we're eating, yeah. Not snacking. Eating to that 80% full. We talked about this in the nutrition seminar last week, right? These little things and habits that we can do, uh, giving ourselves time to actually eat the meal, yeah. right? Yeah. Not just prison eating over the sink in six minutes, right? Touch my food. Yeah, yeah. right? Right. So and the last thing is the mostly plants aspect, right? All of the good vitamins, minerals, nutrients, all these phytonutrients and chemicals that we consume um, through plants. Mm -hmm. People are most of people are, you know, lacking in. Yeah. So we want to get mostly plants. A lot of good stuff coming from there. Yeah. We've we've spent full podcast talking about. Oh, yeah. Nutrition. Eat real food. Not too much. Mostly plants. And it sounds so simple. And it is simple. It is. It's not easy. Correct. It's very simple. But people hear that and they're like, okay, yeah, what, give me the magic pill. Give me the real stuff. What, what are you really doing? Like, I just did. Dude, if yeah. you eat real food, not too much, and you eat mostly plants, man, what a game changer. Yeah. It's so simple. People want more. They want, the, oh, I got, you got to do Whole30. You got to do this new enriched wheat yeah <laughs> we were talking about that earlier so that comes to mind it's but fortified you got yeah it's got to be the organic oh, yeah. slugless apple i don't know what that means but yeah like <laughs> no slug in it um but it's it's so simple um but yet so so huge when it comes to overall health obviously right yep. so we got exercise we got nutrition. Which has the, the last thing on nutrition is it's that 80-20 rule, right? Do yeah. really well 80% of the time and you can, what we call, eat like an asshole 20% yeah. of the time. Yeah. Have, you know, there is a place for ice cream. Have it, right? Just don't have it every single night. Yeah. Don't have pizza every single day or every single weekend. You don't have to be the robot that takes your broccoli to your kid's birthday party and says no to the cake. Right. Have the cake at the birthday party. Right. Have beer and wings on the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. um, but 80% of the time, eat real food. Not too much, mostly plants. Correct. 20% have the uh, indulgences. Roger that. Cool. Next. Where do you want to go next? Sleep. Sleep. So we're going to spend most of our time talking today about sleep and the, the mindset, the headspace part. Last two pillars. Yeah, which just because we haven't spent all that much time talking about them so far. Yep. And they are so, I think, undervalued when people think about health in a traditional sense. They think about health and the first thing that pops up is the exercise part and eating well part. Mm -hmm. We all kind of get that, that, that those are things that we need to do. In our society right now, the sleep is one of those things like people think they, they do it because they have to. You know, like, oh, I have to, you know, I just, I have to get some sleep, but I'm only going to get a couple hours. I'm going to, I'm going to stay on my grind, man. You know, I got to grind. I got to, I, the other guy's waking up at, at 5 a.m. I got to wake up at 4.30. This is a problem. Yeah. And this is yeah. causing a lot of health problems yeah. for people. <clears throat> this lack of sleep, sleep, I mean, look at our last nutrition challenge, the, the long one that we did. We didn't even track exercise, we tracked sleep. You mm -hmm. got a point for getting seven plus hours of sleep a night. Mm -hmm. This thing is important to your life 
not to what we're doing, not just to what we're doing in the gym. Yeah, that's a mindset shift that I've struggled with is, you know, leaving my full-time job, opening up a gym, trying to go on this kind of um, entrepreneurship or type experience is like, man, I need to, I need more hours of the day. So what do I give up? It's really easy to give up sleep. Yeah. And you know, when I was working for the sheriff's department, working nights, I wasn't sleeping much, having, and it's really hard for me to get into the mindset of, okay, I need to sleep so the next day I can be more productive. Yeah. You know, if you listen, I'm sure everybody's heard the Eric Thomas, uh, how bad do you want it skit? Super great skit, get you pumped up, get you motivated. But there's there's a period in there where he talks about you know, if, if you really want to grind or if you really want it, you got to be willing to work off three hours of sleep. You got to be willing to go two days without sleep, three days without sleep and be on the grind. Sorry, Thomas. Bullshit. That's the message that gets perpetuated. Right. Right. People see like no days off, man. I'm on my yeah. grind all the time. 14, 16 hour days all the time. How productive are you? Exactly. You're not. I've been there. People have been there. You can give up sleep and be on your grind but you're not gonna be productive. You're gonna think of your life or your productivity as like a battery meter. You're gonna be running off of 10%, 15%, maybe 50%. Whereas if you sleep, you're gonna recharge, get up and have eight hours of 100% productivity, um, really good solid work. Whereas if you're undersleeping, you're gonna be working 12, 16 hours on the grind, but your productivity is gonna be way down. So now we're getting the same amount of work done in less time. Yeah. Right. So that's one thing that it's been tough for me because you want to, you know, think of the grind and I got to be putting the time in and I'll give up sleep. But well, you hear all these stories about the people who are, you know, highly successful of The Rock or Mark Wahlberg. Right. Mark Wahlberg gets up at three o'clock in the morning Mm -hmm. every single day. The part that people miss is he goes to bed at 730 at night every single day. (laughs) Bingo. Right. This is the huge piece that they're like, oh, man, he's getting up and he's working more hours than I am. Yeah, but the dude is taking care of himself. Mm-hmm. He's getting the sleep in. Um, this is typically the first thing that goes. Yeah. We let we sacrifice sleep for almost anything else, Yeah, it seems like. So um, uh, why, why is sleep so important? And then let's talk like a couple tips for people to get better sleep. Yeah, so Steve, why is sleep so important? Why do we need to sleep? Well, so much happens when you are going to sleep, when you're in that sleep mode, you are recovering, you know, so it's very important if you're you know, just starting out with your exercise routine, um, getting that, that seven to eight hours of sleep, that's when your body is, you know, all those hormone production, you know, testosterone, HGH, all that stuff is replenishing itself and getting recharged, so to speak, in your sleep cycle. So it's super important for that to happen or else you're not going to be able to recover your next day in the gym is not going to be as productive. So again, get that sleep, be more productive in the hours that you are awake. It's when we shut down the unnecessary functions and our body and our brain can focus on the things like rebuilding and repairing Mm -hmm. is is when we sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Both mentally and physically. Yeah. Obviously, you know, we all know that your muscles recover, like Steve said, during sleep. If you want to grow, if you want to get bigger, faster, stronger, you need sleep to recover. Yeah, and everybody knows that. Like they've had those days where you don't get enough sleep, as much sleep as you think that you should have, and you're just, you're fuzzy all day long. Yeah. 
This is a like a, a blinking sign that says, hey, bro, sleep is important. Biological. Yeah. There, well, we talked about this earlier. There is not, I believe it's vertebrate or invertebrate that does not have some sort of a rest cycle. Look at every single mammal. Yeah. Right? There is not one that does not have some sort of a rest. Slugs have a resting cycle. Slugless apples. That's where <laughs> I got go. the slugs That's from. That's where you got the slugs. They're very nutritious. If everything that... If every animal mammal that lives needs to do some sort of resting and sleeping, mm -hmm. this is obviously an important thing that has been passed down through tens of thousands of years. Right. Right. So it's a, stop skipping that one thing. <laughs> now, uh, how do we improve that? Okay, we've we've hit we've hammered it down. Sleep is important. This yep. is something that we need to do. Now that number looks different for everybody. Yeah. Right? Some people there are some people who are um, genetically disposed, predisposed to being able to function perfectly off of five hours of sleep. Mm -hmm. Other people, like myself, need closer to that eight hours. There's no magic number for every single person. Right. We say try to get around seven hours of sleep and see where you're at. Yeah. Right? It could be higher or lower, depending on who you are as a human being. Mm -hmm. So what can we do right now? If I've heard this and I'm, it touched me, I'm like, yes, all right, I need to work on sleep. What are three things that I can do today, right now, to immediately improve my sleep? Drink lots of booze. No, just kidding. Don't do that. Just no. kidding. More, Terrible for your sleep. You will actually sleep worse. You will sleep worse. Um, so a couple little quick tips, tricks, whatever, is make your room blackout dark. Yeah. Um, that's something that I never did until I started working night shifts and I had sleep during the days. Bought some blackout blinds and man, it makes a world of difference. And it all goes back to kind of your circadian rhythm. Mm -hmm. You, we are made to sleep when it's dark yeah. and be up when it's bright. Yep. You know, sometimes during the you know summer months, it gets dark very late and bright very early. So your circadian rhythm's off a little bit. So make, make your room pitch out, pitch, Pitch black. Pitch black is what I'm looking for. You shouldn't be able to see your hand in yeah, front of your yeah. face with your arm extended. If you yeah. can see your hand, it's too bright in the room. Yep. So darken your room will help with sleep for sure. Help with quality of sleep. Correct. It's another one. Yeah. Uh, Tip. Shut, shutting off all the electronics. Uh, mm. An hour before bed, turn the TV off, uh, turn your phone off, stop looking at the tablets. Uh, yeah. Go ahead and make sure, because that, that light that you get from those can disrupt that. that what power. kind of light is that? I believe it's called the blue light. Blue light. The yes. blue light. Yes. Blue light. It's a technical term. Yes. Uh, you know, getting rid of that 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 light and those those images and whatever, so that way you can start concentrating on that that routine that you need to get into your sleep mode. Yeah. Let's again, talk about the blue light a little bit. That's a good one. Again, that's a bi that's a biology thing, right? We were. Um, the way that we evolved as human beings, when the sun was up, mm -hmm. we needed to be awake. When the sun went down, we needed to sleep. So the sun emits blue light. Yeah. Right? The sky is blue. Yeah. Right? We get blue light <laughs> right there. Those things are also present in our electronic devices, our televisions, our phones, our tablets. Um, and those blue light, that blue light gets into the eye, hits the back of the eyelid, and what it does is it suppresses the melatonin, the release of melatonin, mm -hmm. right? Which everybody knows if you're if you've ever heard anybody talk about sleep, what at any point in time, whenever they're like, oh, you want to try some melatonin, yep. right? Your body naturally produces <clears throat> this. Yep. The reason that so many people need to take melatonin now is the the increase in these devices that emit blue light, and our 
us not stopping or turning those things off, right? Yeah. How many people lay in bed at night and scroll through oh, Instagram or Facebook yeah. as they're trying to go to sleep? Yep. What you're getting is you're getting that blue light that is switching that circadian rhythm. It's, it's telling you, oh crap, I need to be awake right now. Mm -hmm. Melatonin doesn't get released. All of the sudden, uh, we can't sleep. Yeah. That's the first thing. So a couple of things. One, we recommend turning off all screens an hour before it's bedtime. If you absolutely can't do that, start with getting a blue light filter mm -hmm. on your phone. Most iPhones have them built in. So does my Samsung now. Yeah, you can hold down, if you go like to where you turn your flashlight brightness up or down, if you hold that down, you can hit night mode. Yep. And you'll see it becomes kind of like a red tint mm. because it's taking away the blue light. Yeah. They make blue light blocking glasses. Yep. There they are have all, apps. There's have, apps. Yep. There's all sorts of things that you can do. But blue light, one hour before bed, you need to cut that out. We prefer shut down all screens entirely. Uh, the other thing, we want to keep the room cold. Yep. Yeah, so like somewhere between 62, 67 degrees. I don't know. It's going to be a little bit different for everybody, but you should need a blanket. You should need yeah. to like snuggle that's and cuddle been up. proven yes like i some people are like oh I, I no i want to sleep in the warm we get it but it's been proven that you'll have deeper better quality of sleep within that 63 to 68 degree range yep just it's science bro <laughs> <laughs> so back to the cutting out the blue light an hour before one thing that's very helpful for people that we realize is incorporating some sort of an evening ritual or a sleep ritual mm -hmm. right so what might a good sleep ritual look like? Could be different for a lot of people, but something, you know, starting to let your mind wind down a little bit. Mm. So it could be like shutting off the electronics an hour before bed, yep. maybe doing 20 minutes of reading or taking a shower, brushing your teeth, laying in bed. Have some sort of routine leading up to laying in bed so your mind starts to know that hey i'm getting ready to shut down for for sleep yeah instead of going 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 thinking thinking doing things doing things doing things lay down in bed we all have had those times we lay down in bed and our mind's racing yep man i gotta do this tomorrow i should do this right now i got this that if you give your mind an hour of like preparation i guess for bed um you'll get into a routine of when you hit the bed it's it's time for sleep. Yeah, your brain, we are creatures of habit, mm -hmm. right? Our brains appreciate these habit building behaviors, including a sleep ritual. Mm -hmm. If we start to do these things, I shut off my I shut off my TV, I'm going to read for 20 minutes, the brain will start to shut down these processes and be like, okay, yeah, now melatonin starts getting released and we stop um, overproducing uh, things like serotonin mm -hmm. that, keep, that will keep us awake. Yeah. It's like, okay, yes, this is the path. Now it's time to start going to bed. Okay, sweet. And now we can fall asleep restfully mm -hmm. without tossing and turning for an hour or two hours because we've never given our brain time to unwind and yeah. shut down. Yeah. Sleep rituals, like, you know, cut out the caffeine and, and figure this out for yourself. You know, mm -hmm. what works for you may not necessarily work for me. One thing on the shower thing that has been, um, a lot of research has been done that's proved very helpful is it should be a cold shower which is tough for I've, people to do. I get it. I've been doing it last couple of days. Yeah, has it worked? Not not before bed. Oh, okay. I've been doing it just during the day. Gotcha. There's a lot a lot of research on like a lot of benefits that come from a cold shower. Yep. We don't need to go into all of that. But 
Man, is it hard. What'll happen right before bed is it gets you, it, it engages the sympathetic nervous system, which is that like fight or flight response, right? Mm -hmm. So it gets us all kind of jacked up. The cool thing about when we get jacked up, which everybody knows if they've ever had any sort of adrenaline released, is we crash. crash. Yep. So that cold water, it heightens that sympathetic nervous system and allows us to then go parasympathetic and relax, mm -hmm. right? It's like that parachute opening and just kind of gently gliding us down to the ground. Yeah. Conversely, uh, hot water showers will uh, do the opposite for you, right? They have been shown to actually enter, energize people <laughs> by taking a hot shower. Mm -hmm. So play with that. With I sure. get it, dude. It sucks to take it a does. cold shower right it's... before bed. But ultimately, the health benefits may be worth it. Yeah. <laughs> Real quick, the, the best thing I like about it is when I'm done with it, I feel like I've accomplished a challenge yeah I'm like man i there's a challenge or something i didn't want to do i faced it and i win it's like that like, old, it's like a little mini win every ice day. bucket challenge remember that oh dude so it's so hard though because i start with it hot <laughs> and i'm like all right it's time yeah turn it down and i turn it like all the way off and just up a little bit Ugh. I, oh god, god bless you that's something i need to get into for sure I've done it like three days like i've been doing it like for years boy. but it's hard all right anything else with sleep so the big three things right now to impact, we'll go four things, to impact your quality of sleep today. Yep. Make the room dark. Dark. Make it cool. Get all radiation out of the room. That means no phone in the room, no Wi-Fi router, no cable box, no television. Get an old school alarm clock. Boom. It doesn't emit any um, frequencies that are going to get into your brain and mess with your brain waves. And then uh, establish some sort of a ritual yeah. for sleep. Yep. Cool. What's uh, so we have the three pillars so far exercise, nutrition, sleep. I think we got we hammered those three. Yeah, what is the fourth thing that we we try to focus on in the, in the health circle? Kick it, stress management definitely super hard. Uh, how you deal with the outside stresses of your life, um, kind of a mindset, how you go through your day. Yeah, how do you deal with things that get into your space that affect you? And this can look like a lot of different things. We like to look at it almost like your headspace. Yeah. Right? It's not just stress management, but what are your, I mean, how do you, what lens do you view the world through? Right? Do you have that growth mindset or do you have a fix? Are you a victim or are you, you know, the guy who's going to slay the dragon? <laughs> We've, and we talked about this before the podcast, but everybody knows an instance of, you know, an elder couple. Yep that they've been married for however long one of them dies and not too much later the other one dies yeah um they were healthy as a horse when they lost their partner they die not too much later because of stress yeah stress that is stress that's put on them deadly yeah so that goes into it like another kind of facet of the whole headspace thing is the relationship aspect yeah. We are communal creatures, mm -hmm. right? We seek to have a tribe. The lone wolf typically dies alone, right? And it's not um, in the modern day of social media. It's how many friends do you have, right? Yeah. A thousand. You got thousands of friends on Facebook and you might have two or three that you can have an actual conversation with. Mm -hmm. What we're looking for is the depth of your relationships, not the breadth. I'd, it's not the person who has 50 acquaintances Right. It's the person who has five people that you could call when your parent dies or when your partner dies. Mm -hmm. These are these are 
directly correlated to, to life expectancy, these yeah. relationships. Yeah. It has shown that people who have these deep, meaningful relationships with somebody other than just their partner mm -hmm. will live longer if and when their partner passes away before them. If you don't, it's that broken heart syndrome, right? Yeah. You have no other relationship, no <laughs> other way to feed your soul in that, and, and life is over. Mm -hmm. There's no longer that point to go on. So having good relationships with other human beings, males, right? In our case, having guy friends yeah. that we can lean on and not, you shouldn't always have just one person. If that's all that you have, we need to work on like making friends. <laughs> and it's hard when we're yeah. adults, right? right? When we're kids, it's like you go to school and you're surrounded by these people. And yeah, of course we can make friends there. Adults, it's very hard because we get so kind of interwoven and kind of put together in this little group. But one of the cool things about our community is it allows adults to meet other adults and form mm -hmm. friendships and bonds that hopefully last beyond, you know, just what we're doing in here. Yeah. I think the relationship aspect is entirely overlooked mm -hmm. sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, I think it, along with the whole headspace, you know, the headspace is the big one. We're kind of relationships and stress management and mindset. Stress management is overlooked. And mm. what I mean by that is how you view stress. People, th there was a study I was reading about where they did, um, they took groups of people who were all said they had a high level of stress. And the ones that viewed stress as negative and hurtful and they were victims of whatever stressors that were happening to them died early. Hmm. The people that were highly stressed but viewed stress as a challenge viewed stress as an obstacle to overcome and viewed stress as um, something that's going to grow them, make them grow as a person, lived. That's very interesting. Like it's literally life or death on how you view stress. If you are always stressed and view it negatively, I mean, it can change your life. Well, it's, I mean, it's the growth versus fixed mindset again. We're like, always going to be under stress. Yeah. That's the thing. I mean, it's, if it's going to be one of those things that you're always dealing with, why would you not want to try to look at it in a positive light? Right. Yeah. yeah. People get, <clears throat> they let the, these things weigh them down and you can see it in people, right? Over time. And this is one thing you just, you see these people who age and they slowly but surely just kind of like, De degrade into this hunched over position like mm -hmm. this. And I really believe that that has something to do with your posture uh, and, and the way that you carry yourself and present yourself to the world. Mm -hmm. I look at it like, dude, whatever that guy has been through, life has beaten him down. Yeah, literally. And he let that happen to him, which yeah. is tough. Yeah. It's like, you know, the Atlas with the weight of the world on his shoulders. And Jordan Peterson talks about this a lot. Like, stand up straight with your shoulders back. We talked about, I think, the last one. Mm -hmm. You know, bear the heaviest load that you can possibly manage and, and walk with it. Yeah. Stress is there to see who you become on the other side of it. We yeah. have always said that. Yep. That depends on whether you see yourself as a victim yeah. or the person who's capable <clears throat> of slaying the dragon. Mm -hmm. And it's hard being in this stressful situation, taking a step back and thinking, okay, on the other side of this, if I get through it, it's going to be something good. Yeah. It's hard to do that. But if you, I mean, you got to have some ways to view it in a better manner or um, some stress management, I guess, techniques. techniques. Sure. So what might be a couple stress management techniques and things that, that we could offer our, our listeners 
to deal with stress when they do yeah. pop up. Or what do you do for stress? Yeah. Um, I, when it comes to stress, I always have like a self-talk and it's always positive. Um, it's a few sayings or words that I say, even like in the middle of a workout, um, that I'm using to get through those areas and those times where I would quit or I would not want to go forward. Um, a lot of the thing, one thing that I use is something that the Navy SEALs say all the time, it's embrace the suck. You're gonna have to go through it, so you might as well enjoy it, you might as well embrace it yeah. and let it form you and change you. That's cool. That's nice. the whole mindset piece. You, yeah. you have the mindset of getting through it. Um, that's something that I'm trying to get better at and like being here, learning a lot from you is helping me. But when I was younger, you know, high school and college, um, my way to deal with stress was always like physical, like working out was always a stress reliever for me. Um, I probably didn't have the best mindset to work through stressful situations. It was always, I need to go express myself physically, exercise, you know, putting headphones and just go run, um, punching bag, whatever it is. But and it, exercise is still a stress reliever for me. I can still crank up the music, put myself through a tough workout and kind of let my mind be free. Um, so I, I really like exercise as a stress reliever. Don't let it be a stress inducer. Yeah. I know a lot of people who get stressed out because, oh, I gotta go exercise. If I don't exercise, I get stressed out. Or, yeah. man, I, I got this, this workout's gonna be tough later. Like, I have to go work out. Yeah. You yeah. don't have to do anything, you get <laughs> yeah. to. Yeah. Let it be a stress reliever, because it is and it can be. It should be. If you look at it the right way. So that's, that's one of the things I use. One of the things that I've started to use this week and I got to um, expose you to it is meditation. Yeah. I have preached for a long time the usefulness of meditation and I, our nutritional coaching clients, hey, these are, these are really great strategies to deal with it. Mm -hmm. Downloaded a, an app called Headspace. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's five, it's a, you can pick like three, five or 10 minute kind of guided meditation practices and there's different areas you can focus on. And it's really just, bringing presence to the moment and yeah. seeing, taking a real inventory of where you're at. It's that, you know, anxiety comes from looking too far ahead in the future mm -hmm. and then kind of depression and doubt comes from looking in the past, right? Dude, we could all spend, and uh, we could all ruin our entire lives by looking back at all the mistakes that we have made. <laughs> we could all ruin our entire lives by looking ahead at all of the things that could possibly happen and all of these potential stresses. Full disclosure, when I was younger, I was not a great stress manager. I still am not. Mm -hmm. T things that I typically turned to were food and alcohol. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you what, the food thing didn't work out so hot because I always felt like shit. Yeah. The alcohol thing didn't work out so hot because not only did I always, but I got in a lot of trouble. Yeah. Those are not positive coping mechanisms. <laughs> Let me just, yeah, absolutely. Real. Don't turn to food or alcohol. Unless it's good food. If you could stress eat carrots, then go ahead. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's how people stress. No, but some people, they, everybody's like, oh, I just got to get, you know, I got to have this to, to unwind. Yeah. Right. It would be a drink a night. Mine was a glass of milk and a Reese's peanut butter cup. There you go. Yeah. Got a boy. Yeah. Got a boy. That was probably an even healthier option than the alcohol. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we all have those things and like really stressful days. It would be, you know, binge eating. Yeah. Dude, I shit you not. I can right now at the today, I could go home, eat an entire bag of tortilla chips and a jar of like queso. I could do that right now. I could eat the whole fucking thing and probably eat more. That is not a good way. 
<laughs> to deal with your stress. Right. Find those things that work well for you. There's no right answer. Yeah. Whatever makes you feel like it's bringing you back to center and it's your space. For some people that may be going for a walk. Mm -hmm. It may be reading a book. Yep. Maybe it's you know doing meal prep. Maybe it's meditating or exercise, but you have to find the thing that works for you because your ability to manage stress and maintain your own positive headspace, this will have a direct correlation to the not only the quality of your life, yeah. but how long you're going to live. Yeah. Dude, how you view life is how you live life. You know what I mean? Like I mean, we talked about this at breakfast the other day. People are victims of their own bullshit. Yeah. Like life is literally what you make of it. If you don't like what you're doing in life or who you are in life, change. Yeah. Like, I mean, I can't speak for other countries, but here in America, damn it, we're free. Like, you can do, be whatever you want to do or be. And if you're not happy, it's because of you. It's not because of all these other things outside of your life. It is, it's all you. Mm -hmm. And a lot of that is just how you view the world and how you view things that are happening to you. So mindset can literally change your entire life. Yeah. That's why it's a pillar of health. Yep. <laughs> so we have this, this circle of health. It not only looks like, hey, let's make sure that we're getting some exercise and we're eating well. Yeah, cool. That's a part of it. But the other things that definitely need to be paid attention to as heavily, if not more heavily than the first two, are sleep, mm -hmm. right? Making sure that we're getting quality, restful sleep so that our body can repair and regenerate itself. And what is going on in between our ears? Yeah. That will directly impact, you know, dude, if you start, and these things don't happen today. Right. Yeah. This is the thing with it is it's going to take time. It may take you a year to develop a solid sleeping ritual and a stress management technique. Yeah. But that's way better than never doing it at all. Yeah. If you could put in a year right now and it's going to give you five or 10 on the back end, mm -hmm. dude, why not? And quality years, not those yeah. years where you're sitting in the nursing home and right. praying for death to come. <laughs> right. That's just an awful existence. And that's a terrible thing. It's something we never want the mm -hmm. people that we interact with to do. We want to have those badass 90 year olds. The people are 85 driving sports cars, doing the things that they want to do. Yeah. But to do that, we need to like work on the foundation of our health. Mm -hmm. Don't gloss it over. Like these things are important. And the only reason we're talking about them is because we, we, we know them to be important. It's right. not even what we believe yeah. at this point in time. Yeah. So we have this circle, pay attention to it. If there's one area that you're putting too much into, start to try to you know spread it out and divvy up some time and mm -hmm. try to put some energies into these other areas of that circle. Yep. You're never gonna be perfect at any of them. It's just getting better at them. Yep. That's that growth mindset, man. Yeah. Constantly improving, controlling the things you can control. I think that was a really good conversation. Last minute words of wisdom from Stephen. Find balance. <laughs> Everything has to do with balance. Again, making sure that you're dividing these four things into an equal part. Uh, again, if you're not doing one of them, try to devote some more space to it. Cool. The health circle. Here it's it is. Cody. Seth. Stephen. Peace. Steven. <laughs>